Mas... Mas... Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Olin Ezra of tapdetroit.com and of the Dope Rhyme Villains. Now, tapdetroit.com is an internet radio station which plays local bands. They have shows. Um, they turn their shows into podcasts, so you can go and download the episodes that you might have missed. So it's really cool. It's been around for years, and they got a great audience up there. So go to tapdetroit.com and get yourself some. Be somebody. Uh, and then, and then of course, is he's part of the Dope Rhyme Villains, which is a hip-hop band. And if Peter Lay the Boss was here, he would laugh at me for saying hip-hop band. But they, I don't know why I brought up Peter Lay. Maybe I miss Pedele. Pedele is awesome, dude. Anyways, uh, it was uh, they're a hip hop band as opposed to like a hip hop group where they just go up and do karaoke to their beats while DJ spins their songs. Um, they actually have a band full of badasses, uh, which includes T Money Green. And uh, if you guys remember T-Money Green from the 100th episode extravaganza, then you'll know that he was a part of the G-Funk era at Death Row Records, and he was part of the Dramatics, and he just has this long career, and this is yet another project he's doing, and Olin is an MC and a part of that project. So we're going to listen to a couple tunes from them, and we're going to talk to Olin about the radio station. Uh, I just wanted to point out real quick that I sound like like a stuffed up frog because I'm still suffering from my Christmas flu epidemic that hit the Lawfare household flu 2017 slash 2018 epidemic. So I'm still suffering. Yesterday I had to take off a day of being a box jockey at UPS just so because I had this horrible stomach ache and I think it was because I took too many zinc pills and I ate like shit the night before it was my sister's 40th birthday and I was just sitting there smashing cake like you know like a fat boy uh and uh I don't know it just didn't work out too well for me so I kind of regressed and I'm kind of just verklempt and so please just uh bear with me here we're going to get to the uh, uh, the interview here just in a moment. I just want to say, write the show at wespeakenglishgood.net. Well, you can write the show through the website, even though the website is a barren wasteland that just basically hosts my <coughs> SoundCloud feed. But you can also write the show through my Gmail, and that's wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. Hey, also, I got a suggestion. Why don't you go on iTunes and leave a review, you know, even if you just want to click five stars or one star, whatever it is, go to iTunes and give a review, leave a review on SoundCloud, write me on SoundCloud, anything you want to do, wherever you get your podcast, leave a review. It helps me, you know, 
get this content out to more people. So that is that. Let's just jump into this interview because I don't want you guys to have to listen to me. Oh my God, I forgot one more thing. I released uh, Funkcast, which is my first radio DJ styly type episode that I released. I'm going to try to do that weekly. So we're going to try to release two episodes a week, one being a DJ set, one being a, and not like a DJ set, like EDM type shit. This is going to be shit that I want you to listen to, or I think music that is coming up or music that's been out for years. It's just going to be what I want to hear. I'm just going to jam out because takes me back to being a kid and spinning all my dad's records and making little cassette mixtapes for my uncle and my dad and stuff so it just feels good to do it's just fun i'm just trying to have fun here so i just wanted to say i re-uploaded you'll see that there's two episodes today if i can get this fucking episode out today it's wednesday the 7th january 17th 2018 so there's gonna be two episodes today maybe, and um, I'm just re-uploading the Funkcast because my dumb ass, when transferring that MP3, uh, that wave to an MP3 to put onto this, the SoundCloud, I forgot to take the metronome off of GarageBand. So thanks for everyone who like actually listened to that. I don't know how you did that. There was like a few hundred people who listened to that, but next time, tell me. I know I should be over here checking myself, but just let me know that I'm an asshole and I left the metronome on. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to remember that for now on, so I'm not so there's not like a click 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 in your ear while you're trying to jam out to some funk. So Funkcast is re-uploaded without the uh, metronome, so I hope you guys enjoy that. And then of course Olin Ezra. <laughs> Uh, today's guest is Olin. Man, how do you say your last name? Olin Ezra. Olin Ezra. I I, I was gonna screw that up. I just I'm just good at. That's cool. <laughs> and he is the founder and proprietor of TapDetroit.com. And, yeah, man. And he uh, he's also in a band called Dope Rhyme Villains. And uh, do you do anything else musical? Um. Well, right now, no. I mean, that's that's pretty much what we're working on right now. And you're an MC in that, correct? Yeah, man. Yeah. And we worked on some of the production. And no, do you uh, are, do you play any instruments at all? I used to play the trumpet in high school. Oh, tight! Right on. You're in marching. So I was band like a band it? geek. Oh yeah, those are the best. Man. <laughs> I have like the best memories of just hanging out with uh, the band and just uh, you know just shitting around, being silly. Yeah, man. So, well, uh, so are you originally from Detroit then? I was. Uh, yeah, I'm from the Detroit area. I'm from Southfield. I, I grew up in Southfield. I was born in Saginaw, and uh, lived there for a while, and then we eventually moved to Southfield. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And, uh, and so yeah, I moved to Detroit in two thousand and eight. Okay. And how long have you been running Tap Detroit? Uh since two thousand and ten. Oh wow. December. So this would be what? I guess the eighth, eighth year. year. Wow. Yeah, man. 
That's a that's a long time to to be running anything online, dude. It's it's been a grind, man. Yeah, I was just curious on like how you uh how you pick and choose your content and like, but let's 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 get to that. Let's let's go back a little bit. Um, okay. So what is a do you have any kind of like broadcast uh, in your family, or do you come from a lineage of musicians, or what? What? I don't know, man. Um, half my family's really blue collar, and the other half of my family is kind of, uh, you know, they're paper pushers. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. Me and my cousin, my cousin works in the project with me, and uh, he's he's the producer and the main engineer um, of it, along with uh, Tommy from Digital Vision Studios. But uh, yeah, my cousin Dylan at Tapwater Production, he did a lot of the arrangement and, uh, you know, obviously Tony and, and Andrew laid down some some bass and some guitar on it. And and um, uh, really in my family, I think he's the only other one that like everybody has experience with music, but nobody has pursued it the way he has or I have. Right on. Now, were you told when you're coming up like to to like get a job or um or like uh you know try to go and get a college education and try to get uh do something that might be more lucrative than maybe you know music or even starting your own uh, radio station well sure i mean i went to um eastern michigan university for like a semester Uh. and i took a poetry class and it made me mad and i stopped going <laughs> That's kind of. I just I didn't went. agree with the ideology of the professor, but at like a school, you gotta kind of suck it up. And I've always been the dude that gets mad and doesn't suck it up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I'm totally. Just like, well, forget this. This is meaningless to my existence. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue and nitpick. Right, right. Yeah, man. That that it's so interesting how um, a college professor or even a teacher in in school can just totally. Um, disrupt your trajectory on like creativity or uh, you know you know just like really um change the course of a kid's life just yeah by man be- just by being you know just just by being mean or just you know, right well <clears throat> using something as with a, a form of expression and saying that you're not free to express yourself and and you have to work within the constraints of something that's 400 years old <laughs> or a thousand years old i mean things change and evolve you know i understand the 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 knowledge of the past you know what i mean but i don't want like i don't know man i I just don't agree with it with the way that 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 it doesn't you take these philosophy classes and these poetry classes and these english classes classes and i'm not saying like it's it's just I wish they were more ex- allowed people to be more expressive and not so. This is the straight line. This is how it is. You know. Right. Yeah. I don't I, I completely agree with you, man. Like just just the way uh, school is structured. Just, it wasn't for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, me neither, man. Like, um, I I went to school for music and like quickly found out that this is not how I want to do this. <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> I, this is not my approach to how I function within this medium. I will be leaving now. So fuck you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But I, I've had. Yeah, man. So. Oh, good. It kind of inspires me, you know, to, when, the 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 way I write and stuff like that too. You know, is 
is is is is I I I try to just be myself. You know, I'm not trying to like to uh, uh, act any way but me. You know what I mean? And yeah, totally. and the way we put, I try to put my words together within the, the different songs and stuff. Like I don't know, man. I love it. Yeah, for sure, man. Like poetry is uh, an express, especially like when you're when you're. I mean, rapping. I mean, uh, hip hop is poetry, and and the way that it, it you can express yourself within that is just endless, and um, yeah, and it gets yeah. deep. It gets deep. Um, so, um, when we we kind of chatted last time I was up there, um, about yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, I had a really good time too, man. Like that, I I, I liked what uh, Tony and and it's Robert, right, or Richard? Richard, yeah. yeah. Richard, Richard, the weed man. The weed man. I I want to talk to him <laughs> too because there's so much shit going on with in regards to weed and like um, the attorney general talking shit. You know, I don't know if you heard that, but he was trying to say that he's gonna like try to reverse all these legal states right now look rich rich is paranoid <laughs> the people are gonna smoke weed whether or not, all this bureaucracy aside the people are gonna smoke weed yeah totally totally <laughs> and richard's so high he's just like looking out the window like they're gonna come <laughs> take my shit <laughs> they're coming to get it um yeah man but um you no, gotta free the weed for the jobs we need free the weed um so I was well. We were talking a little bit off mic last time I was up there, and you were saying that you started podcasting like back in like in the infancy of this genre. Oh six. So can you tell me a little bit about uh, what your how you got into that and what you were doing? It was a video game show, and like I'm a I'm a nerdy guy, so. I like my video games, and uh, I made a video game show because I was excited for a game called Spore at the time, and it was it ended up being garbage. But <laughs> the best part was it just inspired me to do this, you know, because I had I had been working security as a security uh, guard for an apartment complex, so I had a lot of time on my hands. So I started listening to podcasts because the radio had. A certain point after you've done it for a number of years, you know, it got boring. Yeah. So I, you know, started to, to look in, into podcasting and stuff. And I'm like, well, why don't I just do this about video games? And at the time, there was only like five or six podcasts, maybe not even that much doing the video game thing. So I was able to gain a lot of steam really quick with that. Like it went from like we went from like 10 listeners to like 10,000 overnight because we were featured on podcasts.yahoo.com. And again, my cousin who I worked with on this album worked with me on that too, but he was kind of the Grinch. He'd be like, hey, Dylan, what do you think of this awesome video game? I hated it. <laughs> it was terrible. Why would I waste my time playing video games? <laughs> Why are we doing this show? <laughs> and he's your co-host. Yeah, but it was awesome. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Totally, totally, it was a good dynamic. But then I only did that for like six episodes because I ended up getting a job with Comcast and that consumed all of my time. I don't know if I can say Comcast. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think you can. I mean, it's, I don't know, unless Comcast is going to come and get you for saying Comcast. I don't know, man. Who knows? Have you seen their Better Business Bureau rating? Jesus I have, Christ. I have not. It's abysmal. <laughs> That's why they changed their name to Xfinity. Oh, oh, really? 
Yeah, well, Xfinity by Comcast. Got you. So what? What? What spawn? What like sort of spawned that? That they were just getting bad reviews on. Yeah, Yelp? I mean, do you guys have Comcast? I don't know. I mean, I don't know because like around here it's called Buckeye Cable, and I don't know oh, if okay. it's Comcast uh, affiliate or not. I mean, I guess I could look that up real quick. I don't. I don't. But you're you're aware of Comcast, right? Comcast. Cable. Yeah, they own like a lot of. Um, right. Why don't, why don't you fill me in more? Because I, I I'm just, gonna... they're one of the major. They're like the top five at least in the U.S. Probably number one or two in and... cable providers. They just have abysmal customer service. <laughs> I like, will call them and tell, be like, "Hey, my, I'm not getting any signal to my modem. You should send somebody out." And they're like, "Well, there's no outage. You'll have to wait till Tuesday." <laughs> so, Come on, bro. I run an internet business for fuck's sake. Yeah. So they just they just are oh okay, so um, I was just looking up if Buckeye was owned by Comcast, but no, it looks like they're. I hope in, not. <laughs> looks like they're in direct competition, though. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, th- these uh, internet providers, especially with that new law that passed, where they can sort of control the flow to whatever websites that they deem. F- you know, fitting, and then you got to pay for more bandwidth. And I mean, I know you've always had to pay for bandwidth. Yeah, isn't that the way it's always been? It is, but um, apparently now net neutrality is over. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm not too sure on the details <laughs> of it because at one point I read into it and I knew what it was. At this point, it's long gone because information comes in. You know how information comes in now. It's just like you can't keep up, man. You just it comes in and and you can only remember so much shit. Yeah, dude. So so what what were you doing at Comcast? I was a I was a service tech. Oh, okay. So you're going out and doing. So I went from the podcast to that um, as a service tech for them, and that lasted until they busted me for smoking weed, and then I did it handful of jobs here and a handful of jobs there but they all sucked so um i don't know man i was on the phone with my dad one day and i was all paranoid about what to do and freaking out and he was like you you want to go make a name for yourself you want to go do something go fucking do it quit whining quit bitching at me so (laughs) yeah the last job i had i worked at a a nice at a a pretty decent restaurant in birmingham was like a wine bar and bistro Mm. and um yeah, from that I was I I bought the studio in 2010 with Mark Nader, a photographer, and uh, a couple of other guys at the time, and uh, I quit my job and just started working full time because you've been to the studio and we got it. It was just a big room, right? So yeah, we built the you know we built the studio out and 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 yeah, you've been here, you've seen it. So yeah, yeah, and your office is huge, <laughs> right? And so. Yeah. yeah, man, that's just a perk, man. After all that time, my office—you remember the kitchen area, right? Yeah, I do. That—that that was my office. Oh, okay. At one point in time. <laughs> yeah, you, you just work with what you got as you get it. Right. Yeah. My uh, my friend Mark Nader, who's a, a concert photographer, had the had the big area where that office is now. Oh, I see. Was he using it as his like photo studio? Yeah. Yeah. It was dope. Yeah, totally. So, so you so you were just like, "Fuck this! I'm just gonna work for myself and do this show or like, do yeah, this I, website." 
Yeah, I got back into podcasting in like 08. I made the Olin Ezra show and I wanted to put like a local spin on things. And then that just like, as you know, gains momentum and snowballed into Tap Detroit, you know. And so, But I haven't really podcasted in a minute. I've been focusing on the music and just making sure everything runs on a day-to-day level. Yeah, I haven't really, um, I haven't done a podcast in a minute. I'm I'm featured and I I'm on a couple shows here and there on Tap Detroit when I engineer for them. Right. So so okay. So what was the Olin Ezra show? What was the basis of that? It was a. It was just us talking shit, and then we <laughs> would like interview a band. Oh right, on, yeah. Just talk more shit. <laughs> Uh, what? Uh, do you remember some of the bands that you had on? Oh man, dude! I'll, we had 116 episodes. Oh wow! And we started having bands on a regular basis around episode 22 or 23. I got you. So it started out as a shit talking show between a couple buddies, and it's like, yeah, let's have some bands on. Yeah, it was like the video game show, but like more on what's going on now. Yeah. On the first episode, we talked about this dude in Canada that was on a bus and decapitated somebody. Oh, my God. And that gave us a lot of momentum. <laughs> yeah. Episode. You just plant the seed and then just keep going. Yeah, bro. Because I was like, why did it somebody overpower this guy? You just, everybody stands there pissing themselves while someone's getting decapitated. If I was on that bus, I'd at least try to make an effort, even if it was futile, to stop somebody from being decapitated. Yeah, that, that's rough, man. That's <laughs> like a, it's, well, I mean, it's like, I don't I hope know. we're not that soft, bro. Well, it's like, um, you see these videos where it happens all the time. I mean, what do you even think that human instinct is to like, not, because you know, there's people that could probably have taken that guy. I mean, he was probably just some crazy guy who had a big machete or some shit is like, it was, yeah. but like it happens all the time. People always it's, still though. You're on a bus. You're in a confined space. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you really can't get that. You know, like it would yeah, it take a lot of effort for him to go through it. Like, how are you going to bring back your arm and get good momentum with the swing? And right, like on a bus. Through? On a bus. Uh, uh, but, I mean, <laughs> so like, it gave us momentum on our first show. And then, yeah, it, it grew from there. We did like 110 episodes as a podcast. And then we switched to the live format. Oh. And, man... My one thing, I wish that we could have stayed a podcast because we had so much control over the quality of what we were putting out because we had post-production. When you're live, it's got to be bam on the fly. Oh, no, everything's failing right now, and (laughs) everybody's acting like a new. This looks terrible. What are we doing? Yeah. But we've grown from there, at least, you know, in that aspect. Like I, I believe in a lot of the shows that are on, at least they have their, they're bringing their own niche and, and, and and input and you know i just try to make podcasting easy for people you know so they don't have to be super technical they can just come in and do a show right you know it's their show and they can do whatever they want as long as it's feasible right yeah and they're not just like sitting there ranting like racist crazy stuff no i've gotten (laughs) rid of people for that actually really well you might notice I don't have a, like a big online presence, but that's you know you can only read so much shit being talked about you online and not responding to it. Just be like, man, whatever, man. Yeah. These guys know nothing, nothing of my struggle, nor do they give a shit. 
Well, I, I I'm curious, like what what was a case where you had to like shut some shut some shows down? Uh, one of the people I found in uh, Tap Detroit with um, a buddy of his ended up working uh, one day and it got super racist and <laughs> yeah, man, they were saying. You know, it was just, you know, it was some white trash shit. You know, yeah. I'm from the trailer park, so, I, you know, it's like, whatever, man. Yeah. It yeah. is what it is, but, like, pe- people are like that. But, like, still, at the same time, man, I'm not like that. And, like, there's one thing that I don't tolerate on the show is, is, is bigotry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no matter what. There's a lot of stuff, man, that I have a struggle to understand why people do what they do, but... You know, everybody's got their own right to do whatever they want, even though I might not agree with it. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure, for sure. And that's and it's that's, such it, a weird thing to. Um, I mean, as long as you're not decapitating people, I'm cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, just don't be on buzzes trying to. You want to shoot up? You want to shoot? Uh, uh, you want to shoot cocaine into your eye while shooting heroin into your arm? <laughs> Go right ahead. It's your fucking body, bro. As long as you don't kill anybody. Right. Yeah, man. And, it's generally. It's. I mean. I'm, it's generally how most how people should feel, but like for some reason everybody wants to be up in your shit. Like, it's like I've never understood why people are so concerned about pressing that people. creativity, man. Yeah, yeah. Going back to like what they you're you're trained to be kind of a drone in school. Yeah, bro. I think that's why it's such a hard time with it. Yeah, me too, man. Like, cause it just—it's just not a good setting anymore. Like that old paradigm, that leftovers, the leftover from the '50s paradigm, where you're just being trained to be a, a factory worker. It was it. It was in a weird transitional Ronald Reagan drug war. It crossed between the '50s and whatever the hell we were have what we were becoming right right well when detroit was one of the powerhouses of this country nah, it was it was it wasn't i don't know man the, the 80s were rough man oh not Detroit the 80s i'm rough. talking about like the 50s like how oh yeah yeah because of the yeah. 50s uh because of the post-war uh boom in the economy you know i mean detroit was one of those cities that was just like i mean it was feeding the fucking country with automobiles but yeah with the 80s and like the downturn like uh the reagan drug war man what about the drug war kind of like offset detroit's growth i mean look at it man you get you get somebody addicted to a highly addictive substance and then suddenly expect them not to be addicted to it and suddenly expect people not to take exponential risks to their freedom by giving you know by 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 giving people this thing and you 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 make it illegal and you make it a crime and a reason to break up families and kick people's doors in hmm. like I, I don't know it just like i said man if 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 you want to be a crackhead go be a crackhead just don't hurt anybody i got you i got you so so do you think that um drugs should be sort of a um uh, uh, something like that's not illegal. What do they call it? Decriminalized. It shouldn't have any really legalities to it, as long as it's not killing people. Mm. In in European countries, they have safe injection sites for heroin addicts. Yeah, I've heard. And about look at their mortality rate. It's it's way down. The, there's a way to like stymie the crisis. Right. And, well, it's also argued that because um, I think what is that Sweden does that or Spain. 
it's one of those uh, one of those assholes over there. A few, a, a few of those assholes, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. They, I mean, uh, Denmark, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's to be argued that they're a smaller group of people as well, though. Um, sure, but we're the richest country in the world. We have trillions of dollars for war, but we don't have a couple of billion to help drug addicts. Yeah. I agree with you. No, I, I mean agree. I, I, I don't mean to ask you a rhetorical question. I'm just saying, man. Like, no, no, no. But I, I agree. I with find you. no I just... logic in, or, or I don't find no logic in any of this craziness. It's madness to me. Yeah, we have the resources. We do. We have more than resource. Like we, we have so much. Uh, we have such an ability to be able to take care of our own. That... Like you know, and that's what I meant about the drug war. You know. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 hard to get a job, you know. And all those factory jobs are gone. It's very poor. Yeah. How are people supposed to make a buck? What's the easiest way to make a buck? Yeah, and and that's sort of how. Um, that's why this um, this old paradigm of how we're teaching kids to just sort of we're training them to go work in a factory job that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, man. Instead of training kids to, um, you know. F- have good credit and file your taxes properly or how to own your own business or, or, you know, like think outside yeah, of, of, you know, critical thinking. Yeah. Uh, be creative, man. Because it's the only thing really, it's the only real thing that's the, only, it's the really the only frontier that's really open anymore is, is, uh, using your mind, using creativity to kind of make your uh, uh, your way through this world because I mean there's only so many factory jobs and all that shit's gonna be automated soon. I mean like all there, that. There's, sh- there's a philosophy, man. Like if you want your life to be a certain way, you make it that way. The mind's a powerful thing, and you just you will it. I've been willing to have Detroit. You know, there's been so many times I've wanted to quit, bro, and just you know. Like, fuck these idiots on the internet and fuck this and fuck that. I'm so pissed and mad, mad, mad. But then, like, really, man, it's like that's what you got to go. If if you're trying to change, if you're trying to change anything, I think you got to go through that. Yeah. How did you you question yourself? Oh, totally. Like, like, how did you how did you you feel when you decided that you were going to take that plunge and just work for yourself on something Something so, um, uh, something that I'd been debearding muscles in the kitchen all day at work. It was something like 25 or 30 pounds of muscles, man. There were thousands of muscles to debeard, dude. And I'm sitting here ripping the sense organs off of these muscles. And I mean, I love cooking. You don't get me wrong. I love cooking up food, but it's just like, I mean, I'm, I'm doing all this hard work and stuff. You know, for for I'm taking the bus to work. You know what I mean. I'm I'm struggling to make ends meet, and I just got sick of it. And I just took the leap, and I was like, "Well, whatever happens, happens. I want this. I'm going to make it happen." And then I'm like, the last day before my rent was due, I got my first sponsor, oh. and then it's just been running since then. Wow, that that's always but it hasn't always, been easy. I'm sure it hasn't. It's funny how, like, when you finally do decide to step off the cliff right um how things tend to work out more the more risk that's involved i mean the more payout chances make champions there you go uh that's kind of how it worked for me and my wife when we were in san diego we started our own business but it was out of necessity 
And, uh, well, I ended up getting fired from my job. I was, like, holding down most of the rent while my wife was sort of building this It network. usually happens to me, too, or I just rage quit. <laughs> rage quit. I, I've done rage quit. I've, de- <laughs> I've definitely told my boss, like, you are going to die alone. <laughs> <laughs> Which, now that I think about it, is such a horrible thing to say to somebody. But I found out, like, a couple months later that she ended up walking off the job as well. And maybe what I said to her scared her enough to be like, why am I fucking dealing? Why am I eating plates of shit? Like, you right. know, but I, I, I'm just, you know, I'd rather try to make my own path and eat my own plate of shit than eat somebody <laughs> else's plate of shit. I just end up getting frustrated with it. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it seems like you've never really been able to hold down like a, a job job for too long. It's, it's no, of- I mean, I was good at, at cable service, but, you know, I smoke pot and I'm, <laughs> you're not taking away my pot. I'm sorry. I need that to not spaz out and go postal. No, I I'm, I understand. Like that. Uh, it's medicine. Uh, so you. <laughs> so like uh, with your. I guess what I'm getting at is, like, it it always seems to me that people who end up doing their own thing, especially in the creative, uh, professional creatives, um, they can never really fit into a box, and they always seem to sort of, like, lose jobs. And what's fucked up is, is that, like, society, and even our parents will tell you, I mean, your dad told you to go for it, but my mom, I know my mom totally was just, like, go with what's safe. But it just seems like society tells us that, like, if you don't have a job, then you are a loser. If you can't keep a job, right. then you are a loser. Then you you're are, you're nobody. You, you know, like, <clears throat> yeah, you're a bum. And, I mean, yeah, there are losers out there <laughs> who just don't want to work. I get it. But I feel like if... Bro, I don't remember the last day I haven't worked. <laughs> right exactly exactly <laughs> but that's the thing is like if you focus that energy into something of your own you're gonna right you're i mean and like you'll work your dick off yeah but like at least yeah, it's man. to something that you, that you know you're building for yourself and at least i took the chance you know i could always just been you know cookie cutter and gone along with the program but how I don't miserable know, is that shit? That I mean, I, like, oh god. We all have our own misery, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. for me, it would have made me even more miserable. Totally, totally. But yeah, man. Work. I I worked in an office, and that was like such a prison. And it, yeah, oh yeah. And nothing against women, but I worked in an office. It was nobody. It was all women, and me. And the owner of the company who just sat in his office and watched pornography and drank rum and said um, inappropriate. Now see, he's, it's, he's, he seemed to have it good, though. I right. mean, now there's <laughs> political backlash. But, like, back in the day, dude, I bet, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I would have watched porn and drink rum while these <laughs> bitches do my underwork. <laughs> That's kind of how it worked out. And and then there was not me. to sound cynical, man. You know, no, no, I I know exactly what jokes. you're saying, um, but it, it it was a prison, and like you know, women can be ferocious in their own way, and not to shit on women. I love women. Hey, man, hell hath no fury like a woman scorn. And you gotta keep you gotta keep your girls happy. They just always seem very scorned, especially at me. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, my uh, my girl. I I do my best to keep her happy. It's it's she's on uh she's on the album on track one telling oh. me to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> wake up. Um, so when you started uh the the internet radio station tapdetroit.com that is um what were like what were some of your approaches to starting it and getting it up and running man i i didn't know (laughs) (laughs) i mean but you know now i got a mixer i put it all together no i still i mean i don't really know anything bro i mean i know and i mean we're all idiots and i'm i'm king idiot and at least in my own world of idiocy uh i i get that you do um, what I'm saying, yeah. I but do, yeah, dude, I, I got a mixer, a computer. I've always been good with computers and technology. I like working with them, and I, I just made it happen. There was no plan. So, what was one of your like first shows? Like, how? What was like the process of like putting content together? Oh yeah, back then we had a lot of people that were in radio and interested in this new thing, mm. you know, called podcasting at the time. And so people, uh, and it's weird because it was only like what ten years ago, and it's like back in my day, yeah, well, when that's... podcasting was in its infancy. <laughs> but for real but... <laughs> though, because technology is like growing exponentially, so it's like ten years ago is like, I mean that's crazy, you know? Like ten years ago, we didn't have smartphones. When podcasts came out, smartphones weren't really a thing yet, you know. So we were still without our instant access to all the information in the world. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, you're there. So Yeah, man. So what what was the process of putting <sighs> the shows together and like who, you know, like what I'm just interested in knowing It's like, like- it was, it, we tried to make it yeah it's, it's hard to explain man because like we, we just did it you know what i mean it like all kind of fell together that way in this weird way where there were people that were interested in radio and broadcasting and people that i had met through doing the podcast locally on the olin ezra show and we it really was a bunch of music local band talk shows hmm. You know, and so I, uh, yeah, man, we just made it work at the time, you know, and, and, and we've had our ups and downs along the way. We've had some, some great shows come along and, um, we, we have, we have some great shows now, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting, man. It's hard for me to like put it to describe like, because it's been so long, dude, it's all like blurred together into one day. Yeah. I you know what I mean? I At do. least in memories, unless I've just smoked them all away. <laughs> That's possible. Um, uh, so did you have like a, a good amount of like music playing through the Yeah, show? it was, it was more like we only played local music at that time. Oh, cool. Okay, well there you go. That's like that's that's a I, I, that's a that's process there. So you guys were just like getting local bands to submit, or you just through you just through your networks, you just sort of had a a good amount of music that you could just play for the for content. Oh yeah, and I had a couple of contacts at eighty nine X at the time. Mm. I mean, I wanted to to work. Um, I was offered to work there, but I. I declined because of I, I I would call in, but they would have to cut my call because 
I would be making F's. I, I, I wouldn't say any of the sin words, you know what I mean? But yeah. the way that I would describe stuff, they'd, they'd be like, oh, you can't say that. <laughs> but then people would listen to the Olin Ezra show, you know, because it's I could say that. So it was kind of yeah. like a cool a cool way we played it. So I had a couple of contacts with uh, with uh, PK. He's I think he's working in Pennsylvania somewhere now. And uh, Jay Hudson, I'm not sure where he went, but... Um, so we had a little momentum behind us at the time. So people just kind of gravitated to it because it was like this new thing, you know? Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. And from that, you know, a couple of other networks have sprung up off of what we, you know, a couple shows that were here. And then, you know, they've had networks spawn up out of what they were doing there. And, and I've seen it grow incredibly, but now I feel almost like it's it's podcasting internet radio unless you're a pandora or a spotify you're giving people exactly what they want and exactly how they want it then why are they going to listen to a free form internet radio station yeah so but so i've been trying to push the shows more as podcasts too i mean the live stream's always there it's always there it'll always be there in the spirit of broadcasting but you know i think the podcast being able to I see what you're saying. So, like, you'll people can just grab what they want, take it, and go. And if you put your stuff on the right places, you know, it, it, it's it's much more accessible yeah. to people. Like, totally. It, so, yeah, man. Damn. Sorry, I had my. Uh, I'm on my phone, so I had my stupid silence off. Wait. I had the. It was on ring, so I'm hearing all these notifications beeping. Oh. <laughs> That that'll make it interesting for the show. I haven't okay. heard anything. Good, good. That's, that's good. <laughs> so you were so so was there then a peak of the live stream and then you sort of seen it sort of um not like go away completely, but you sort of see it more going towards the uploads where the people pop, pop. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. I, I think you got what I was trying to say. You're yeah, seeing- podcasting is uh, it's just so it's more accessible. You can put it in more places. You can be on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. You can get your podcast everywhere. You yeah. know what I mean? And if it's high, if it if it's of a good quality, it's produced well, it's funny, and the content's good. Then you have a good chance. It's not to say it's not it's easy by any means. Right. You know, there's nothing about any thing creative that's easy so you you live entirely off of tapdetroit.com yeah man barely barely enough enough to be able to, to get by um that that's that's incredible so when you were uh, i'm trying to think how the phrase is with the shows on right now what is um well, I guess I guess more I'm interested in like how you get your sponsors. Like you have sponsors currently? The best sponsors over the past few years have been the medical marijuana sponsors. Oh, really? Because they're more willing to you know, I mean it's a bunch of stoners, man. It's like what if, bro? <laughs> yeah. That would be so cool, man. Yeah, yeah man. totally. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, dude, they're they're more open to what we say. They don't mind if we say fuck, you know. Right. At one point, I tried to regulate that because we had gone for some bigger sponsors, and they declined because fuck. 
Yeah. Fuck terrible thing. Yeah, I mean, for some reason that Right. Those words. Um so it's just words, man. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. It's the the George Carlin, this the seven words you can't say on TV or radio. It's it's incredibly stupid. Um <laughs> puritanical weird shit. The mm-hmm. so with your sponsorships, um how what what's your like process of finding sponsors? We just approach people that uh that are interested in what we're doing. I mean, really all of our sponsors have approached us. I mean, I'm not trying to aggressively go out and get sponsors because it's I I, I want interested people right um to 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 be a part of it and it's i've learned over the course of the eight years that it's a lot less drama and a lot less stress um to just like a lot of that stuff's out of your control when you're dealing with a bunch of sponsors you're trying to keep them happy you know they want if somebody's genuinely interested in what you're doing then they'll you know they'll break you off something yeah Okay, so so what? I've just always just tried to just do 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 my own thing, man, and and you know I did used to aggressively try to get sponsors, and you know we had a lot more, but I the ones that we have now are way cooler, man. We smoke a bunch of bud; it's awesome, <laughs> and it's legal, right? So fuck you, society, assholes. I can have my medicine. <laughs> That's what it is, right? What, medicine. What? Well, man, I, I think so. It is, man. It really is all bullshit aside, but yeah. Man. No, I, that's I, what we have to do. We have to call it medicine. Well, I mean, for real though, because uh, for me, I I just have these like horrible anger problems. Ever since I stopped drinking and doing hard drugs, all of a sudden emerge these like uh, these horrible anger issues. And you said you want to go drinking and do hard drugs? Always. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem. That's but, a combo for me, man. It's 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 um That's reality though. It um, is. And when I was getting off of alcohol and hard drugs, weed was there, man. It was there for me. And then and then as I I actually stopped smoking weed for a long time, and actually right now I'm on I'm a little on a hiatus right now. Um because I'll notice I'll start abusing it. And then it stops functioning as medicine and it starts functioning as, you know, a, a real drug, like a, a bad drug. <laughs> a real which, drug. Yeah, like, which I got to say. I, I, I hate to say it, man. I abuse the shit out of it, man. I, I, well, I love Mary Jane. But, well, some people can, you know, some people can. Like, I've I've had so much fun in my life. Now I got to moderate my fun. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. I no, I dig, man. You know, I, uh. You know, it, it, you want a party, man, but the party takes a toll on your body eventually. Well, you know? it's like oh. when the party stops being a party and it's right. like... And it should always stay a party. Right. It, the minute it's not a party, it's depressing <laughs> and you're throwing up and yeah. it's not a good time. You may have soiled yourself. <laughs> so your friends times. hate you and you don't know why. <laughs> it's like, just like me. Yeah, right. It was an accident, guys. I swear. I didn't mean to. What about... Yeah, man. That's just life, man. Yeah, it's just... Everybody goes through that, you know? It's all about how you play your deck. I've been telling people lately, I've been thinking about it, is like, I think that, like, 
I mean, not everybody, because some people are more susceptible just to like keep partying or or whatever air quote air, partying, you know, in their brain they're partying. Sure. But I think I think people should experience like a loss of control on a substance and be able and then come back from it. The problem That's is That's what I mean. Yeah, it builds a certain amount of character that you just can't get anywhere else. And I don't know, man. I'm one of those people. If life's going good, I find a way to booby trap myself. So yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Uh, either, oh. either that, either that, or I'm just not working hard enough. <laughs> well, and then that's the good thing about like working for yourself is you can sort of sh- throw those like addictions into something positive. Yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, there's still tough. addictions, man. Life's addictive. Yeah. Every, everything. Video games are addictive, dude. Chocolate ice cream is addictive. Oh, my God. Masturbation is addictive. <laughs> my girlfriend is addictive to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, I, totally. He's addictive. Fucking stoner 3 a.m. cereal is addictive. <laughs> For real. Star Trek and Star Wars binges are addictive. Right, but I mean, some <laughs> some addictions are a little bit more destructive than others. Um, I, I, man, I've seen people lose everything because World of Warcraft, bro. Oh my god, isn't that like the crazy? I've dated a girl who was just oh, fucking wowing out, and she would just go for wow, days wow. and days and days, and she would just not go to work and she wouldn't shower. I'd be like, bitch, jump in the shower. Like you need to like like, figure. I had lost my job and I was home playing world of Warcraft for like two weeks, three weeks. (laughs) I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And then, but by like the end of the third week, man, I felt so miserable and scummy and bad about myself because what did I really do? And who gives a fuck about any of this shit that I have at this video game? It's, it's crazy. And then, and then, you spend like real money for fake money. <laughs> yeah, nowadays, yeah, man. Well, like I remember, but Bitcoin's her, real. Well, well, no, like even in World of Warcraft, like right. she would be on there like buying gold. I'm like, you're buying gold? Like you're buying fake gold for World of Warcraft? Fake gold, man. You fucking ten thousand gold, twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, what the fuck? But yeah, that Bitcoin Grease, greasy shipment from Indonesia. <laughs> the well, they uh, have they have people in. But here's the problem of games like that, man. There's people in warehouses that play that game and make like eight dollars an hour to play that game all day and mine this gold. Oh, really? And this company turns around and then sells to the people that are buying gold. It's all illegal. And well, it used to be. Now they like to counteract that they made these micro transaction stores, which. In my opinion, of destroyed video games. Oh, where you pay like a couple cents or ninety nine cents here and there, and right, man. Like, yeah. I'll pay a subscription fee. You know, everybody used to like get their magazine or whatever back in the day on a subscription. So I'll pay a subscription. I pay for Netflix. Right. You know what I mean? But like, video games now, it's like, hey, for thirty nine ninety nine, get this new armor and hat. Yeah. It's like, wh- and, and what? you kind of need that because the next, the yeah. next guy over has bought it, and he's gonna come and fucking destroy and right. pillage Otherwise, your village. You're, you're done. You're cooked. Yeah. So you know, spent investing thousands and thousands of dollars. The uh, I'm just interested on how you're saying they mine gold. They were mining gold for WoW, like yeah, like this they was do a- for Bitcoin and shit. 
Well, no, they would just play the game, and like they had, they had ways, you know, they oh. had like strategic ways so that their characters would continuously, just by doing simple tasks, they right. have a six percent chance of finding a rare item. But if you have, you know, three people throughout the day playing three shifts as this one character all day every day, you're gonna make quite a bit of gold that way. Whoa, that's interesting. And so now- it's like not mining per se, but it right. is mining. Right, totally. So yeah, they're running like the, these warehouse mining operations back in the day. I guess more. It's more. It's been more. Uh, it's not as serious anymore, but they still exist. There's a couple online games I play where it's still there. Yeah, and it's like oh, I just I'm not going to. I'd rather just wait for six months and then I'll have it and right. they have the satisfaction. I'm old. I can wait. <laughs> Got time, right, man? Yeah, man. I, I video games are like drugs too, though, man. I oh, mean, they're, totally, they're, totally. Cause like it's the same. Uh, there's been um, research studies that compare uh, the video games to the, you know, the same thing that happens when you get uh, opioids or cocaine or yeah, you know, the even dopamine drip. Yeah, man, you get that dopamine. You feel great. <laughs> you're like, oh, I got that gold. Or yeah. whatever game that it is you're playing, right? And the and the same thing with love. They they show they've compared that to opiate addiction. Like it's it just, is. It's all Look, about. I the, love my girl, man. She is like an opiate addiction. For sure. Sweet opiate. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably gonna kill me now. Oh, anyway, no. she. she I, I'm sure she'll be flattered <laughs> talking about her as an opiate addiction. It is. It's a sweet addiction to have. Everything in my life's addicted. I, addicted. I, my whole life runs from addiction. I wake up, I have to eat, but there's certain foods that I like more than others, so mm. therefore I'm addicted to them, even though I know that they're not good for me. Right. Like, whatever, man. I know it's bad, but so are these cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. Um, you're right. I mean, everything. So is the weird. caffeine and the... <laughs> Yeah, dude. No, like the water. The, I'm addicted to that, man. Well, yeah, and, and that's, I'll die without it. That's that's some serious withdrawal, bro. Oh my god, yeah, for real. <laughs> you are you're cooked. The 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 fucked up thing about food is is that like you need it to live, like food and water, but like it, it's just like the choices you make of the food that you eat is like oh, it, it's it's horrible. It's like for about a year last year. I completely cut um, carbs and sugar out of my diet. I mean, I yeah, would man. cheat here and there, but I mean, for a good year, I was just running on like fats, vegetables, and meat. And I'm just see what I was saying. It's an addiction, right? And it turns into this thing, and where I would get freaked sugar's out. Sugar's addictive. Oh, and, and I love it so Extremely much. Extremely addictive. You said chocolate ice cream. It triggered something in my fucking fat see? boy brain, and I'm just like, oh god, chocolate ice cream. <laughs> Right, we got some. I think we got some chocolate gelato. Now that I'm thinking about it. Damn. See, I should have just came up there. <laughs> Damn. Get on man. that gelato. Well, I'm high. I've been I've been smoking weed this whole time. <laughs> Good. I, I'm glad, man. You might as well. It's like fuck, dude. Like life is too short not to fucking kind of do what you want to. Well, sort of, man. As long as it's productive to you and it's right. not in moderation. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Don't harm yourself or others. Otherwise, I don't give a fuck. You know. Yeah, yeah, totally. The um, I think the ills of society are just like a symptom of something that's treatable. Ah, I like that. Yeah, I I do too. I you know, and I think that 
I don't know, as people evolve, I don't know, maybe I'm just progressive or an idealist or something. Who knows? Well, I mean, it, I think idealism is what perpetuates fucking, like, shit getting done, right? Like, if someone didn't have these ideals and ideas, like, we wouldn't have cars or, you know. The best we, advice my dad gave me in life was just go do it, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Quit crying I, to me. I, I love that. It's, like, totally, <laughs> like, manly blue-collar advice, you know? <laughs> And I kind of wish my dad would have been a little bit more on it. My parents were really supportive, but my dad was very much just sort of absent in a way, you know, just sort of like, eh, whatever. <laughs> so right. The the um, he didn't kill anybody, did he? No, he didn't, right. he didn't kill anybody. No, no, that's what I was a joke. Sorry, that's he okay. Did. It was like um, he's asked about you asking if. Uh, it's like he didn't kill anybody. Okay, good. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, that <laughs> he. He would fucking, because I left home, I left home when I was 23 and moved to California, and he would just tell people that, it's like, oh, yeah, he's living under a bridge somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I, you know, like, it, he kind of had the attitude. It's like, did he hey, kill, is anybody dead? Only because okay. he loves you, man. Right. <laughs> right. He's, as long as no one's dead, I don't care if you're living like a scumbag. Just, you know, make sure. Yeah, Bro, it builds a, character, man. Everything you go through. Oh yeah, man. My twenties were like a raging blur, but like, out out of the out of the fog, when I finally did stop being crazy, out of the fog, there's just so much. There's so many good stories. There's so many like good experiences. I mean, just ah, fuck, dude. I wouldn't have traded that. I mean, I wish I was a little bit yeah, more bro. motivated, but you know, I was too busy fucking getting fucked up. So fuck motivation. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Can't beat yourself up forever. Oh no, no, and, and I enjoy. It. I've mined so much good uh, uh, content from just my stupid ass stories from the past. Um, let's uh, let's listen to a Dope Ryan's villain song, and then uh, come back. Which song should we listen to? I, on on um on the on Tony's episode, um, we played I think the self-titled track. Okay. Um. Uh, so what's a different track that we should play? Well, we've been talking about the ills of addiction. Okay. So let's play the first track, Addict. Addict. Okay. So we're going to listen to Addict, and we'll be right back. Yeah, man. The devil called Satan has many alluring traps. The year 1933, they moved to Detroit. Come on, take that first drink. Take that first LSD trip. Take that first jag of marijuana. He said to my mother, I can go into these places and take a social drink. I don't have to become an alcoholic. You know, that's the way the devil fools a lot of people. The devil fools a lot of people. Well, I'm an addict. And every time I think I fucking kick the habit I take a hit and I grab the pen and I'm right back at it That's how I make this magic time and time it keeps on happening Give me a fucking sack of weed, a fat track and some shit's gon' happen Fucking shadows off the wagon, back to fucking spittin' and bragging. Toe tagging, body bagging, blowing smoke like Puff the Dragon Keeping my shit rough and ragged, just enough so the edges jagged Staggering the fact my crew comes back with fucking plastic 
platinum status I'm the baddest at this when it comes to the marijuana madness Making sure the seeds are scattered just like Tom and Riley's ashes Smash a bag of hash and get some cash for some assorted grasses Make some music for the masses, spark them blunts and raise them glasses Boss a blast this bitch and then I'm off the fucking greener pasture Seems I'm scheming faster for the shit that I'm fiending after Got a fucking laugh after a year of sheer disaster Fucking final chapter deep in the mind of a lone assassin I'm, I'm an addict Some of you folks pick at the young people And you say, isn't it terrible the way they're on drugs? But I have a Miami Herald that says Alcohol, number one Heroin, number two In drug abuse The United States government classifies alcohol as a drug, as a narcotic most Christians agree that it's wrong for a believer to take drugs. But there's some of you that are hooked on drugs. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ can set you free from drugs. I'm an addict, goddammit, abandoned in my habits like magic. Dip in the sin and vanish. I couldn't plan this. A phantom menace, asthmatic, savage with Adderall tablets. Never find a balance alone on my mattress. In the looking glass, chasing rabbits like Alice. Medicated dressing on all of my salads. I escape everything in self-deprecating ballads. I gave the world my heart and it gave me bandages. Handled all my shadows with all my bad habits. Saying ain't shit, hit a bit, throw away all my kiss. Bruised to beat it with a bloody whip. So what's my worth? And what's it worth? It's been hell on earth since my mama gave birth Fell out of her skirt with a kilo of work Raised in the dirt, faded from the syrup I ain't flipping burgers or schlepping burners I'm on my burner, door on servers Door on the computer, a silicon looter A blue collar worker, trying to go further Nerf herders, got nothing but rumors Saw me walking around naked, down burner Fucking hypocrites, I'm a masochist Waking up every morning feeling sick Hey, baby, wake up Please Hey, baby, you got a bike in no. I feel like shit. That's your fucking fault. What time is it? Time to wake the fuck up. Ugh. He came home one day and said, Mother, from now on when you go to the grocery store, don't bring home any more old dishwashers, rose bohemian, patch for women, Johnny Pfeiffer, Schlitzer, Smoltz. I'm through with the stuff. He got all of the whiskey out. Blackberry brandy, muscatel wine, put it in a basket, marched it to the alley, smashed it, said I'm through with this! Filthy poisoning, 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 and we're back right on now uh yeah man when you guys are coming up with lyrics uh because there's a couple how many mcs there's two yeah me and shadow okay and then do you have a stage name or do you just go by olin i'm olin ezra Oh, very good. I mean, I'll throw out O dubs, but that's really just my initials. My full name's Olin Ezra Wade. Ah, gotcha. Oh, I like yeah. that. You just sort of took your your first and middle name. So yeah, that's what my wife did for her um, for her stage name. Um, so when you guys do you yourself guys... is important. It's important to like, you know, it's just important. Yeah, I I I don't try to follow trends. Do you do you kind of feel like uh, when when people take on these other personas that they're just sort of like they're just sort of like hiding from who they are? I don't know, man. I just don't think they're as serious about doing it as they think they are. Because I'm gonna, dude. I almost pissed in my pants and passed out when 
we opened up for Bone Thug is at the Fillmore because you walk around the corner and you're looking at 1,500 people. And you're like, man, 1,500 people. That's a lot of people. We got to kill this or we're fools. We're fucking fools if we don't kill this. Right. So killed it. That's awesome. And then, I mean, you got a good backing band. So, I mean, shit. Oh, man. Tony, I mean, yeah, just go to his Wikipedia page yeah. and check out everything that he's been a part of throughout the years. And then, you know, Shadow's been an MC since 1995. Oh, shit. Yeah. So he's. Yeah, dude, he's got a ton of stories himself. He, he used to work with Marshall Mathers, and oh, he used really? to work with... Uh, um, now, he was in a group called Buddha Full of Rhymes about uh, 15 years ago. And uh, he did a solo album and then took like a 10-year hiatus. Oh, shit. And then he had some unreleased stuff, and through Tony, I heard it. And I go, well, I'm going to fill in the blanks. Yeah. And that, so I filled in the blanks. And at first, Shadow was like, what? There's somebody else that I don't know <laughs> writing on my tracks. And Shadow's like, no. And Tony's like, no, man, it's it's Olin Ezra. It's cool. He's like, Olin Ezra? You mean hood famous Olin Ezra? <laughs> hood famous Olin Ezra? What does that mean? <laughs> you know, I'm just Olin, you know? Yeah. I don't look at myself as being special, you know? But anyway, like, it's a it so I wrote the tracks and and it worked out and I'd met Drew and throughout all the years of doing the podcast and um, having all the local bands in the studio, uh, one of the few people that came in and played his acoustic guitar and sang uh, that gave me goosebumps was Drew and he came and so and he had heard my last project with my cousin shadow strands which really was just seeing if i could still do it you know yeah and um because i haven't i i used to make music uh, 2003 2004 me and my cousin were involved with a group called cardiac and uh, um i mean we were i think he was like 17 and i was like 21 and uh I, mean, I listen to it now. It sounds terrible, but I'm, <laughs> dude, we played a lot of shows. Yeah, you know what I mean. We had a we had a small little following that that we had worked to get, and I was hoping that that my cousin would be more vocal because he's a good MC himself. But he he just wanted to sit behind the board and and work. He really does put in a lot of work and a lot of magic in his uh, in his audio programs. He spends a lot of time. He's he's been through school and he made it to like. a two or three credits he needed and he quit oh shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's just like fuck it, i got what i need i'm out right so i'm not paying for this anymore it's like well bro you already paid for so much <laughs> right just just finish it god damn but, but yeah no man he does well for himself i think he's won a couple dmas um and uh producing various kinds of music you know and that actually helped our our music sound polished you know yeah, I gave it that polish because it was a good mix that we took to master studio A. I think I trailed off about um, Drew, our guitar player, but yeah, no, no, I yeah, he gave me goosebumps and stuff, man. I was really impressed, and I don't, I see a lot of crap. I get a lot of crap in my email. It's one of the reasons that got me inspired to make stuff because I'm like, I'm gonna put this crap to shame, <laughs> just because. 
we got to do this. Yeah, I mean, felt it in my heart, and that's cool. I, I I like writing, and I like writing about controversial things in the way that I feel, and I don't have to hide behind some kind of pseudonym, and I'm not trying to sell anything to the kids if the kids want to listen. Cool, I mean, but I, you know, I. I really write to express myself and 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 to go and and uh, to just to, it's my therapy sort of like poor man's therapy I guess <laughs> that's that that's exactly what it is man shit even writing could be addictive and and being yeah. in the studio I love being in the studio well I think what did Bukowski said that it's a disease writing is a disease like art oh, it's is terrible a it's a disease and it gives you carpal tunnel. <laughs> It's it's just this this fixation that you have to do, and that and some people have it more than others. Some people are just like, I can't stop, I won't. I stop. just gotta get it out, man. And I just you know, I wanna, I I I I, I do my best to to just try to to push the my own level. You know, that the song we just heard, "Addict," is not an easy song to perform, but they the people ate it up. Nice. You know, so it's I push myself and the music too. And I mean, we got um, somebody asked for the bass tabs to dope rhyme villain, which is cool because yeah. like so I called my cousin. I'm like, hey, bro, can you get somehow tabs for Tony's bass? Uh, you know, through Logic, and he was like, uh, Logic is the program that he uses. Mm. So like, I think so. I'm gonna have to work on it. Yeah, man. I didn't know that dope rhyme villains is a three page song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, awesome. don't got all he extracted the uh, sheet music out of it, so uh, the dude uh, can get the tabs. That's awesome. That's a uh, uh, yeah, man. These programs these days, you can do fucking everything on those fucking things. Um, yeah. What? So when you guys, um, when you and Shadow are sort of writing. Uh, do you guys sort of write together to have sort of a cohesive um, through line through a song, or do you guys just sort of, uh, or do it on your own and then like adjust? Like, how how do you guys make a song about? We certain- do it on our own and then we adjust because we're both very antisocial people. <laughs> like, I don't need to be around you. Just let's figure it out. I create my best when I'm alone and by myself, and I can focus. Uh, he's the same way. So, I mean, we'll kind of like, he'll listen to a song. He'll be like, I got this idea for the hook on this track that we got. And it's like, this is the bare bones, bro. We haven't done any arrangements. We haven't put any uh, instruments on it. Um, you know, he'll throw a, a chorus together and then we'll build the song really from that hook. I'll go off and write on my own. He'll go off and write on his own. And it's it, it works together. Yeah. That's cool, man. That, um, I worked with MCs that sort of did the same thing. They would just sort of work on their own and then kind of come in the middle and just sort of do their thing. Um, let's listen to another song and then uh, wrap up. So what All else, right. What other song should we listen to uh, off the album? Um, uh, uh, let me think. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just play the whole album. Uh. <laughs> okay, I can I can play a song that uh, I can just play a random song. Well, let's uh, uh, hold on. Let's uh, I'm trying to let's play Mary Jane because you played Dope Rhyme Villain. Yeah. 
if you played Addict. So Mary Jane is sort of like from a it has a different sound to it. Okay, cool. All right, we're gonna listen to Mary Jane and be right back. Yeah, man. Is Mary Jane a metaphor for marijuana? 
course. <laughs> You're like, of course, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Owen. So, Owen, you can always go to tapdetroit.com and uh, listen to the live stream. Um, where can people get like the Dope Rhymes, Dope Rhyme Villains album? How can they buy it? How can they stream Google it? Google it. <laughs> Just Google the fucking thing. Yeah, man. It's all there. I got it all set up. Um, it's on Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. It's everywhere, bro. You can buy uh, the disc right from the website. You can get it off CD Baby. I wish they changed their name to like something more profound. <laughs> I feel like a dumbass every time. Sorry, CD Baby, but I pay you. Right. You work um, for me. Right. CD. Change your fucking name, please. Well, it the, didn't CD Baby. It's kind of changed... Um, it's kind of changed format right like didn't it start as something and now it's like it's still- it's awesome bro it's the best way for a musician to get themselves published properly right because they kind of distribute like do digital distributing right. and if you're serious about your music man you're willing to take the chance to go out and publish it and push it and not everybody lands with a silver spoon in their lap you know you got some people have to work harder than others i have a hard time dealing with that myself but you know it's just the truth and you know it's you got to take that 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 risk and when we played at the Fillmore man and these people were genuinely excited to see us and I it blew my mind dude I wasn't I, I I wasn't ready to do the show and then I wasn't ready for the response and I was like wow man we got it we got to give them more we got to do this again hell yeah do you guys have any gigs coming up for dope Run villains not on the drawing board yet, but uh, if you want to sign up for the mailing list, there's one on the website, doprimevillains.com. Um, you can just sign up for the email list. It'll be there, and then I'll, I'll probably eventually list it on Eventbrite, too, so it'll be there and easily accessible. Right on. Um, and is there any other websites you want to push other than Tap Destroy? Doprimevillains.com. There you go, baby. Yeah, man. Oh, you know, I was also curious. What? Uh, Listen to Medical Mondays, Monday nights from 9 to midnight on tapdetroit.com. What is Medical Mondays? Uh, One time we did an 80-gram dab. <laughs> it's on YouTube. It's out there. Oh uh, my the whole God. Russell was smoked out. It was a fog. Oh my. I had nothing to do with it, dude. It was just like a job perk, I guess. <laughs> But then I had to open all the windows because I was paranoid if like security or somebody came up there, they think the building was on fire. But really, it was this eighty gram dab that somebody cooked in an iron skillet. What the fuck? <clears throat> well, then we clam baked to the studio. Jeez. Oh, so you guys just put it in an iron skillet and just like let it go. Sealed the studio, bro. Oh my god. Did- After like twenty minutes, I was like, "Is Berg still in there? Is he alive?" <laughs> I went and I'm like, "Berg, bro." I was like, yeah, man. I was like, oh, my God, dude. I thought you were dead in here. Well, but he was fine, dude. Just well, Google it. It's out there. I, I'm going to check that out now. Well, when you walk into the building where your studio is at, like, I, you immediately smell weed anyways. Like, I don't, like, I, I just. I, That's I, the smells of creativity. I, I agree. <laughs> it's like you walk into this building and, like, the first time I walked in there, I was like, someone is smoking some good as weed. And fucking like every floor, because Tony didn't bother to tell me which floor he was on or what suite he was oh, in. Oh, geez, yeah, you'll get lost. <laughs> so I'm just walking up and down. I'm like, you know where Tony Green is? Tony hey, Green. Hey, I got, oh, I, I, I got somebody waiting for me. You just want to no take problem. a 
break or do you dare can we wrap it up no no let's wrap it up man well i appreciate you coming on and uh tapdetroit.com is the website and olin thank you so much man man. dude thank you man thanks for putting my stuff out there no i used to do what you do well it's crazy it's like it's full circle or something right on man i'll talk to you soon cool man thanks again for having me on no problem all right peace bye Olin Ezra, everyone. Thank you very much, Olin, for giving me a piece of your time. I know you're a busy man running a radio station and doing all the stuff that you do. So thank you very much, sir. You can go to tapdetroit.com. That's T-A-P, Detroit, D-E-T-R-O-I-T.com. I hope I spelled Detroit right. Man, I am terrible with that stuff. And then you can just check out Dope Rhyme Villains. Um, Like he said, just Google Dope Rhyme Villains and they come right up. Um, And Villains is with a Z. So Dope Rhyme Villains, they got their stuff online, uh, on uh, YouTube. They have it on um, SoundCloud. They're everywhere. So Facebook, I'll you know, I'll just put a link into their, um, oh, look, they got a whole website. Come on. All it, <laughs> it's doperimevillains.com. Um, so D-O-P-E-R-H-Y-M-E-V-I-L-L-A-I-N-Z.com. So just go to doperimevillains.com and get all your Dope Rhyme Villains needs and you can also write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com. Check out the barren wasteland of a website, we speak English good.net. That was a great sales pitch to get people to go to my website. Uh, and also, you can leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast to help us out. But that is it. I'm going to take my scratchy voice and go be a box jockey at UPS. Um, And I don't know. Take care of your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. Love and peace and chicken grease.